I'm Arnold van Buren and I'm joined by a range of professionals who will be sharing their experience within the eSport world along with strategies and tips to progress your own career in gaming. With over 20 years of experience including game development and live streaming, gaming land centers and organizing tournaments, we are now launching this series in order to help those of you with a passion for gaming become professional in the eSport world. Today we are speaking with Zach Deep. He's a million dollar dot connector in the eSport music and entertainment, VR, XR, event innovator, and much more. So welcome, Zach. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Really happy to be here. This is an awesome program. Uh, and you know, we're working on some cool things. So I'm excited to be on here and talk about it. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Well, before we're gonna jump all in, I want to ask, well, let's say ask you to tell a little bit more about yourself so that the listeners know uh who zach is <laughs> sure absolutely absolutely so i'll spare you the whole story of how i went from music education to sports broadcasting to stand-up comedy to esports but i'm here now yeah. uh raised a few million for different charities i uh, did brand activation design for major brands like mountain dew and red bull worked with a few major north american sports leagues i uh, eventually jumped on back in may of this year with a firm called esports supply uh, it's a bunch of really smart people that come from the telecom industry. And I say that they're smart people to qualify that despite hiring me, they are very smart people. Uh, but the initial plan for our firm was to handle physical design and build, uh, for gaming centers, land centers at colleges, municipalities, feasibility studies for architecture firms, groups like that through partnerships with, uh, several of the leading design and build companies in America which are located in Kansas City, where that firm is uh, is headquartered, as well as with our partnerships with the National Association of Collegiate Esports and our affiliation with the High School Esports League. Obviously, coronavirus uh, meant that there were less, not none, but less of those physical opportunities available. Uh, so we expanded into the VR, AR, XR uh, event management space by developing a partnership and later an investment in a uh, virtual of a, a virtual studio solution that consists of a proprietary control layer on top of the Unreal Engine. It was developed by the former head of tech for ESPN. Through that, we were able to produce shows on ESPN through the pandemic, as well as uh, produce the esports awards here a couple weekends ago, the 2020 esports awards, along with a lot more exciting things, uh, you know, still in development that will be announced over time. So definitely an exciting time. You know, I've carved out a great niche of my, my job being building cool stuff with my friends um, and then also empowering other people to do the same through connections to investors and the like. So it's been a great time. Uh, amazing. Wow. It's, it's, it's well, uh, overwhelmed with a lot of things. So that's, that's, that's great. And I know that, um, well, I know that you've mentioned quite, quite already in, in a bit about 2020, like, you know, this, this, well, I will say a surprising year that, that uncertain, uncertainty, a lot of other things, but how, um, how, what kind of impact had it with you? Let's say not not only personal, but I mean like like in the business world. Well, it was crazy because I was working on so many in person activations, and all this happened. You know, we had a booth for Mountain Dew that we were going to take all around the country uh, that I helped design. You know, we had a show that we were working on. Actually, it's crazy when when the when Ohio, where I'm at, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, greatest city in the world. Um, but when Ohio shut down bars and restaurants, uh, we were the first state to do so. I wasn't even here. I was actually in Orlando. I was working on an event um, where we were going to take an international youth rugby tournament uh, and match it up with the Call of Duty homestand, Call of Duty League homestand that was happening along with the local Smash Bros tournament. All those events were happening uh, about 30 minutes apart from each other on the same weekend. 
And so I went down about a month in advance of that uh, to work some things out and set it up. And while I was down there, it became apparent that none of those events were going to happen and nothing was going to happen because the world was shutting down. So I escaped back to Ohio, flew back here, uh, and I've been here you know, been here for the most part ever since, you know, with very little traveling, obviously. So things were impacted, certainly, but with the innovation of our partners and with the technology that we have access to and the creativity that we applied to it, you know, um, we've been able to innovate through the through the pandemic. I think that the people that have found success were the people that were able to innovate. You know, they didn't just say, oh, wow, this is awful. You know, I'm, I'm now everything I do is gone. No, you, you innovate, you find a way to pivot, to enhance something, to build something that is inventive and different and exciting, you know, and fortunately, we and the people we work with been able to do that and it's been you know it's made for a lot of really exciting possibilities yeah yeah i i, I can i can imagine and like adjusting now on on like well from physical to virtual and um i know from let's say well let's say from from our side that we well needed to close that our like gaming center and then afterwards need to go virtual let's say a virtual gaming center what was for a lot of people out of the comfort zone because they said, like, well, you know, you know what? Um, I, I'm not going to even try because, you know, uh, this is totally different. But mm -hmm. how, 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 well, how was, was it for you like going, well, oh, well, let's say we are going now almost 95, 95% virtual. How, how was that for you, let's say, in, in the beginning? Yeah. I mean, so it's funny working in terms of work life balance and all that. I already worked from home. Uh, I, however, working from home for me consisted of, working from my house and then mostly working from hotels or wherever I was traveling to or something like that. So certainly that was different. You know, that was a, an adjustment that everyone had to make, but you know, everyone's talking about, Oh man, this part of working from home is just terrible. And I'm thinking, I know, <laughs> you know, I'm fully aware of that. Right. Um, but you know, we saw a lot of venues, you know, that had to, that struggled uh, when all this came about, you know, you saw a lot of restaurants as well that struggled and certainly anything that required in-person attendance and dependent on that sort of that volume, that customer volume coming in as their main revenue driver. Obviously, you know, they had some, some issues, of course, you know, when everything came up, but you know, we being involved in the physical design and build business, you know, we've seen people attempt to power through and continue to push projects forward and evaluate where things are going to go. And, you know, we're involved in those conversations with a lot of different groups, just trying to help them, you know, see what they can do despite everything and evaluate what is to come and ensure that everyone wins out. But the people that have stayed flexible and innovative, you know, have been successful and have and have been able to still create a sense of, of community and build content with that community, despite everything that's going on. We've seen that for physical spaces and virtual spaces. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dig a little bit in in, in the past. So, how did all this, let's say, f f well, when when did you join and started like, um, well, joining teams and and, and going in the esport world? How 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 long was that ago? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I started by running uh, Smash Bros tournaments when I was in college, actually. Uh, I, you know, I played Smash growing up. Uh, you know, I found out there were tournaments. I started going to them just to play. Um, and then I realized, you know, that it would be fun to run something like that. Me and some of my friends in college, like, hey, what if we did that? You know, and I talked to a few people that ran. I'm like, hey, I think I want to do this. You know, I have this little space here on my college campus we can do it with. And so started running some events. Um, you know, had a great time with it. Eventually started traveling out to, to larger regional or national events. Met the people that ran them, started helping out, you know, just eventually reached the point where I was staffing a lot of those major events uh, and just kind of built from there, you know, and, you know, made friends with a lot of great people that were able to, uh, 
you know, see the the creativity that I brought to a program or the, uh, you know, the ingenuity or the interesting idea or the efficiency, you know, whatever trait they were looking for, they decided that I embodied that trait, you know, well enough that they wanted to work with me further. Uh, so brought me on to some really exciting stuff um, that led to me, you know, getting the gig with Mountain Dew, designing booths for them uh, and doing a few other shows and, you know, just continued to apply, you know, my the traits of, of kindness, uh, humility and creativity wherever I can. And turns out people tend to tend to appreciate that, it seems. So it's been a real blessing, you know. And, and, and any favorite games you, you, you're playing now or? Yeah, I mean, I'm still playing, still playing Smash Ultimate. You know, I'm still a big fighting game guy. They're, they're <laughs> true to my core. I'm still playing Smash. Uh, I'm a big sports game guy, actually. Uh, my first, my first love is actually traditional sports. Uh, and I, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the uh, parallels, you know, that we see between traditional sports and esports that, yeah. you know, some t there are differences certainly, and those differences should be embraced, but there are parallels as well, you know, and I, I really enjoy pulling, pulling on those parallels and, you know, generating, you know, bridges between those two spaces. But as a result of all that, I'm a big Madden guy, NBA 2K, FIFA, you know, I'll play all those, of course, um, in addition to fighting games. And, you know, I try to keep up on, on new games that come out. I mean, I'm, I, I, I work with the Call of Duty League, so I like to think I'm good at COD, even though I'm not. Uh, so things like that, that I, if I work with a game, I try to be good at it, but I'm mostly just a fighting game and sports guy that, uh, in terms of what I would actually, uh, you know, boast about to somebody, right? Oh, amazing, amazing. Well, you you mentioned this is this is a good thing because you mentioned between the difference between sport and esports, and I know that a lot of people, and, and and you know this as well. We we always most most of people are like, well, you know, sports, well, football, you know, basketball, soccer, all these things. Yeah, that's 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 you know that's sports, but esports, yeah, playing a game, well. Okay, you and me, we not agree about like, oh, it's just, you know, playing games. It's more than that. So how do you deal with these questions and these, well, I say these people. <laughs> The, you know, the, 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 that, the, that inferior group you know, that doesn't understand. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that, you know, everyone has a different perspective in how they, how they approach those sorts of things, you know, and it's certainly true that you could acknowledge that even traditional sports, you know, of a, of a football match is just people playing a game against each other, right? You know, you could, you could say that, you know, that's, that's how you could consider it. That's what you could say about it and you could dismiss it as such, but certainly that holds a lot of value and interest and appreciation for a lot of folks. You know, I, you know, here in the state, I'm a huge American football fan, you know, and I, every Sunday, you know, that's what I'm doing is watching, watching the games during the season. And I'm not, I'm not doing much else, you know, while the, while the games are on, it's just what I do. But some people might say, Oh, you're just watching, you know, a game on TV. You know, why is that interesting to you? Yeah. But, and so you see this, this generational divide uh, that occurs simply because these people are enjoying a form of entertainment. You know, kids are enjoying a form of entertainment that maybe people aren't as familiar with, but it doesn't mean that they don't love it, you know? And so you have to, if you want to capture an audience, you have to meet people where they are. You have to engage with what they love, right? And so I see esports and gaming in general as a huge tool to resonate with that Gen Z audience, to reach that audience, to, to magnify your support with that audience if you're a brand or trying to start a brand. Uh, and so I would tell people to, you know, in all things, what is advertising? You're meeting people where they are and making them like what you have. So esports and gaming is a tool for that. And that's what I would say to those people is that this is a passion thing for a lot of folks. And if you want to capitalize on that passion, you might be pleased with the results. Yeah, yeah, I, I, totally, I, I totally agree because um, in, in, the, in the end of the day, it, it's, well, 
you have a, you have a passion or you have you haven't right um and 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 just an, an, an another thing that i've because you know esports it, well let's say during the years has has grown massively and you know i'm also massively of well loads of changes as well and um how how, how well how do you deal with these, with these changes and i'm just going to be more specific like we well before it was just small communities now you have the communities are getting bigger but there's also like if you join if you want to join the community like the, you know the all i call it like the the the, the all the communities they where you know when a new person comes in it's like yeah okay just say welcome you know and just see what he can do but how right. how what are your thoughts about that? Because I know this it's, it's massively growing and growing and growing. And I know some organizations, they, 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 yeah, they rather to not have new people in. <laughs> yeah. You know, you'll see that people call it gatekeeping. You know, everyone has a term for that type of stuff, but yeah. in my opinion, you know, you have three pillars uh, for your, for your programming and that's competition content and community. Those are your three pillars for esports, And those correlate with what I think are the top three, uh, metrics that a business is judged by, uh, which is splash style and substance. And the community core uh, aspect of those three C's correlates with the substance piece because your community is your substance. You know, if you have a community of people that love what you do and what you have and what you're building, uh, then you have a lot of substance and you have something that can build and, and, and grow and, you know, will love you back if you put love into it, right? And so in order to have something like that that is healthy and meaningful and strong and powerful, you have to embrace those new people. You have to let it grow. You have to both let it grow and encourage it to grow. Um, so I would say that esports in general you know, like any other new space should be receptive to these new individuals that are coming in, should be uh, welcoming and open and doing its best to see what those people bring to the table so they can embrace it uh, and encourage it and see what it can mean for their own growth going forward. You know, that's certainly what I would say. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, and and but it's it's because it's 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 growing, it's growing now. Um, there's there's um, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna discuss that, but you know, there's this there's like you know there's all that. Everybody everybody know what's what's indirectly going on, but I will say like okay, you know that's that 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 will change, and and it's and it's changing anyway, especially mm -hmm. now in 2020. Um, I know that um, in in the in the gaming industry of let's say in the esports industry that um yeah a lot of of, of people who are new in the esports world are still exploring and it will be great of course if yeah the community can give them give them all the support yeah absolutely and i mean 2020 forced people to think you know it forced people to to innovate and think you know how can i change what i'm doing to reflect this current circumstance that i'm in what does this mean for me what can i make it mean for me right yeah. and so a lot of people are embracing esports people are embracing these new forms of digital media and engagement that they're required to um, and esports should be ready for them, you know, and it should be it should be ready to embrace them, to bring them in, to see people trying to take advantage of this wonderful, you know, medium that we have to to reach people and promote exciting content. And I think a lot of people are realizing that they have that power and that capability. And I hope that esports is ready to meet them where they're at and and push forward together. Yeah, I I I, I totally totally agree. I totally agree fully like and I think a lot of listeners and viewers I agree on that on that, bit, that bit as well um and also um you know the within within the within the years I know that uh, like 
and then I'm just going to go talking about a little bit like streaming streaming platforms and and one of the biggest platform is 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 um, um, is Twitch and you got uh, Mixer and all that. Um, do you not think that people needs to be more let's say use different platforms instead of just only using the main platforms? Yeah, I mean, I think people embrace the the content that they feel reflects what they the platform I should say that they feel reflects the content that they want to see. Um, for a lot of people, Twitch was that platform, you know, and it was the only platform for some time that reflected, you know, that sort that variety of content. And as a result, you know, I think you see people um, thinking of Twitch as the gaming streaming platform. That's just where it is. That's where that stuff lives. But there is a lot of power uh, in embracing multimedia formats. And I think, you know, one of my pithy comments is that the way to make something cool is to take it to take it to the things that are already cool and put it on the same playing field as them. Then people embrace it as cool by association. You're seeing that strategy employed a lot in esports. Um, and I think that employing that strategy implies the need to expand more into traditional television formats. It implies that there will be a bridging of that gap and implies things, you know, channels like this that are on, you know, other media formats, you know, that are seen in other places other than just on Twitch, right? Or just in one linear area, you know, channels like this might start to experience that growth from more people seeing it and being, you know, being met where they are as they're just channel surfing or scrolling through. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to know what something is to love it for a second. You can be impressed by it and that's enough. And then it's incumbent upon the broadcaster or the entity who's leading that charge, whatever they are, uh, to tell you, the information you need to become a fan for for a longer period of time, but you don't have to know everything about something to like it when you first see it. And I think that if esports expands more into these other channels, um, where it can be seen by more people, you will see I uh, start to become more mainstream, and the fan base will grow, will grow, and it becomes more accepted as a result. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and also for for let's say the new streamers, let's say somebody who's going to start streaming today, what would be your advice or guidance to uh, to, to get well the ex the exposures they need and of course to 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 grow within the streaming on the streaming platform yeah i mean first I'd, I'd tell anybody in that space to be authentic you know be yourself don't try to be somebody else that you're not you know don't try to be the streamer that you've always seen or watched you know they got that success off their style because that was their style and it was genuine and authentic for them you're not going to be that you're just not, you know, I don't care who you are, you're not them, right? So be yourself and see what that means. So I'd always encourage people to be authentic first, but in terms of where they're putting that authentic self, where they're putting that message, you know, I would look at, I would try different things, you know, evaluate different options, look at where you believe your community is, you know, do some research on that. Uh, look where you think your community is and go, go grab them, you know, go talk to them, go find them. Um, and then, you know, see what that means for you and where they go. Uh, and I think you'll be pleased with the reception you get. And if something isn't working, try something else. There's a lot of places you can put things, you know, a lot of channels. I certainly embrace traditional things such as Twitch, YouTube, et cetera, but don't be afraid to try new things. You know, innovation, innovation requires action from somebody. So, you know, maybe you can be the impetus for that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And, and also like social media platforms, which one is the best you think to, 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 to start with? Well, we, I'm not, I'm not talking about like going on, on, uh, on Twitch but, and, and on Facebook, but I mean, are there like different platforms that you, that, that you recommend that people can start 
posting things and all that so they they get that exposure they want yeah i mean you want to meet people where they are on mainstream platforms twitter's popular instagram's popular for a reason people use these things this is where people go to engage with content so put your content there and people will engage with it you know if you're if you're posting on twitter and you're interesting and you know all your friends are retweeting you and liking your posts and supporting you you know that will that will show that will show well for you same with instagram you post a an awesome picture you know people are going to like to see that it's just about establish your presence and put it where you know where it needs to go and if you carve out um you know a following on some niche social media site good for you you know run with that sure whatever works but i mean just you know just be present be public and be authentic in your public presence uh and success you know will follow you based off of who you really are you know that's the best thing i can say with all that I just, I just gonna, I just gonna ask you and a little bit of a night. Well, I'm not gonna say mean question, but this one is gonna be really popular. What about what are your thoughts about TikTok? TikTok's great. I mean, TikTok's awesome. I mean, everyone has their opinion of TikTok's practices behind the scenes. You know, I often make the joke that TikTok is my favorite data collection app, but uh, at the end of the day. You know, every app is, that's the point, <laughs> you know, in order to build those metrics <laughs> and all that, that's fine. But I mean, TikTok's great for what it is. You know, people are, people are like TikTok, you know, they like going on there. I have friends that send me TikToks and uh, because they're my dear friends, I click on them and I look, they're not their TikToks, but I appreciate their recommendation. Um, and uh, yeah, there's some funny stuff on there. So if you're making funny content and people like it, I mean, good for you. <laughs> you know, that's what this is all about. <laughs> Do yourself, make things that people like, uh, that you enjoy making. And that they enjoy watching you enjoy making, you know, and then that'll go really well for you. Yeah, <laughs> mate. And then also, um, because well, I know you you so you so experienced with 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 within the whole esport world, but there's also questions about sponsorship and all that, and mm -hmm. um, how to you know get get engaged with the right people. And of course, if you a young streamer, because there there are now plenty of of new streamers who are hungry for sponsorship and as we all know esports is well you need if you want to grow yes sponsorship is quite important any any guidance anything that you you say like okay this is what you need to do and that will work and etc yeah a lot of that comes back to knowing your community you know if you know your community and what they like and what they enjoy and if you can back that up with you know numbers that support the size and demographics of your community that also has data regarding what they like and what they enjoy this is why you know targeted ads work the way they do uh if you can if you can back up your your community your pitch of your community uh with real data that shows who they are and then you go and present that to an advertiser or a sponsor whoever uh, you know, they, they will hopefully see that you represent the demographic that they are looking for. You know, I mean, people are looking to esports as an opportunity to engage with Gen Z, you know, to engage with that younger, younger generation. Sometimes an older advertising exec or marketing manager might not know intrinsically how to engage implicitly because that's not them. You know, maybe they don't have any kids or they don't understand what their kids do, you know, or whatever. Right. So they're not sure how to, you know, how to embrace this market, but esports offers them an opportunity to engage authentically with that market, you know? And I think if you're somebody who's looking for sponsorship for something, you know, or trying to engage with those brands, know your audience, own your audience and communicate the power and effect of your audience, you know, be there, be, be an evangelist for your audience. Uh, and a brand who's looking to connect with that demographic will see that and appreciate that. And then you'll start a wonderful business relationship.
Yeah, yeah, and and also, I, and I think with if you're gonna build that relationship and then finally got your sponsors, yeah, that then I think, well, I'm not gonna say you sort it, but I mean, then you have, you know, you you build that, you know, brand and build that sort of like environment for you. Um, mm-hmm. just before before we just gonna end the show, um, is there anything that you say that you would like to share? That's that like people, if you, well, I'm just gonna give an example, like people, if you, you know, if you follow this, 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 this you're going to be like me, like Zach. <laughs> I would say, you know, I'll have to, I'll do the, the pre the, the requisite shout out of follow me on Twitter at not James K Polk. Uh, follow me, you know, check me out on LinkedIn. It's my name. Uh, you know, search my name, find the guy that looks like me. Uh, you, you know, check out, I, I would say be a consumer of content that makes you feel like you can do what you want to do. You know, things that if you read something or you look at something, you watch something and you say, well, I learned something about the person I want to be because I consume that content, consume more of that content, learn more about the people that are reaching your goals, you know, learn more about the people that are doing things that you think are awesome and don't, you know, copy them, but follow in their, in their footsteps of innovation, you know, don't steal their exact idea, you know, don't try to be them but use their practices and their, their, their vision and their, um, their commitment and dedication to their own cause to fuel your own. Uh, and I think that, you know, you'll go a long way if you do something like that and just never forget to apply splash style and substance, everything you do, you know, make it, make it have an impact, make that input impact look cool and then make sure that it has a backbone behind it. Uh, and people will really appreciate what you're doing and you'll go far. No doubt about that. Fantastic. Well, Zach, thank you so much for all this, well, wonderful advice. And of course, joining the show, uh, sh- uh, joining the show. Oh, I just going to, I'm, I'm strong. I'm already struggling with my words, but thank you so <laughs> happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you so much. And um, yeah, people, this was Zach Deep from well, the, I call it, I call him him the million dollar dot connector. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to our eSport podcast series. For video recordings of all our podcasts, check out Learn Global TV and Learn Global Live, available on the Roku platform.